0: You are listening to TJ Talks. Be aware, this show contains explosive language. Welcome to TJ Talks. I am Judd.
1: And I'm Teresa.
0: And it's Sunday morning for us.
1: Sunday morning, we're without our Charles Osgood to bring I, this podcast to you all. I know.
0: But we have coffee. Yep. Yeah. But I did
1: read my secrets this morning. Did you, d- you read your secrets no, yet?
0: No. Oh,
1: I got up early to read my secrets. So
0: Tell me one secret that's I mean,
1: good. Oh, um, the one that was good was the lady who uh, said she started doing coke so that she could be with her boyfriend and, and he quit and now she can't. And then... <laughs> And the other one that I thought was kind of funny, and it's a little off color, is that some kid's going to go off to college, and his biggest concern about going off to college is where he's going to find room and time to masturbate. It's <laughs> wow. his biggest fear. Wow. Yeah,
0: I think every guy on the submarine had that fear and then realized it wasn't a fear at all. <laughs>
1: well, good morning, Sunday, now that we've already introduced masturbation into the wow. conversation. Bam. What else am I going to talk about today, <laughs>
0: Well, I wonder, do girls have that same problem? I'm sure they do.
1: Well, you know what's interesting? And I I genderized that. It just said, I'm going off to college and my biggest fear is where I'm going to masturbate. And I assumed it was a boy. I can't necessarily say that it was. It doesn't say, signed Joe. It doesn't say anything. (laughs) But I assumed it was. It was hand-drawn and it looked like a picture of a dorm room. Uh So it could have been a female. That's funny. I instantly went boy on that one. I'm... I guess I'm stereotypical. I
0: think we're all stereotypical. I think that girls get kind of the past, but I remember seeing, was it, what, Scary Movie? Uh, right. One of those comedy ones, and the girl pulls out a like a, you know, 20-foot dildo out of the, <laughs> underneath the pillow. She's got this, I don't know, and then her dad walks in. I, I guess that's the always the, the fear. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: funny. I just heard that. Okay, we're going to talk about this and then be done with it, and we'll move on. <laughs> clip. I don't know if you ever used to watch The Man Show. Yeah, of course. Okay. And then Adam Carolla, whom I'm a big fan of, who's kind of come off sounding like an ass lately on Bill O'Reilly of all places. But anyway, um, there was a clip on The Man Show for a faux commercial for a company called Rest Assured. Now, I have this conversation with my girlfriends that I have certain girlfriends that are allowed to come to my house if I get randomly hit by a bus and clean out my nightstand, so to speak. (laughs) There are things in there that you don't want your children to see, or uh-huh. for God's sake, you don't want your mom to see, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this rest assured company would would be like it would be like Life Alert. If oh, I you, think
0: I've right. seen that. That, that, yeah. that. that was a clip that went around the internet for a while. Yes. yes.
1: And so they come to your house and clean it up, and so they show this commercial of going through this guy's room and they're pulling out bongs and you know all kinds of sexual apparatuses and a yeah. goat out of his closet,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that your your family will think. That you'll be resting in peace in heaven, not going straight to hell. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: <laughs> wow. Which, which you know, j- you just transition us beautifully into one of the two topics, two or three topics we're going to talk about today. Um, and it, I guess it's a serious
1: topic. It is a very serious topic. I mean, I think it is. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people think it is. And it may be, maybe our opinions might be a little bit offensive to folks. So, but just hear us out on
0: this. Okay. So. Um, obviously there was big tragedy and how, how can we ignore the shooting up there in Aurora, Colorado? Right. And so, you know, we didn't really want to talk about it. And I don't know if you caught, there was a video with Craig Ferguson where they had recorded the show and they had done some stuff and he came on and did a like monologue behind the desk where he just got real serious and said, Hey, you know, I'm a funny guy, but you know, we gotta be serious. Uh, right.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen that. No, I like him though. So I'll I'll Google that. Okay.
0: I was like, yeah. it, I, I, a whole bunch of people started writing that. I got so much more respect now for Greg Ferguson.
1: Oh, good not to hear. That,
0: not that I didn't have any respect from him before, but I think that his, you know, his star just got another tick. Yeah.
1: yeah. Better notoriety for him. Yes.
0: And, and it wasn't done to get notoriety. I guess that's the point.
1: Of course. Yes. Yes. Like when John Stewart did his day after 9-11 thing, you know, mm-hmm. that. Anyway, go ahead,
0: yeah, so anyway, so how do you approach this? I mean, there are so many different aspects, and people are all you know they quickly jump on this bandwagon of uh, gun control and who's responsible and you know but then I saw a post by a common friend of ours that basically that this particular event shook the person's faith in God, and um you know the whether you believe in God or not, there's uh, something that goes on with with people when they just have that moment of tragedy and they don't understand it. And how do you deal, how do you reconcile the tragedy?
1: And that was her take. Obviously, she is a believer and she was just questioning, A, her faith in the fact that, you know, how does this kind of horrible thing happen to all these innocent and, you know, good people, right? So Mm -hmm. that's the thing that, that she was really questioning and, and it, I was moved by her post actually. And I think that she put, she's very thoughtful and very mindful of her words and it was very powerful. So you could feel her angst in it. And there were quite a few responses that ranged from, you know, this is just what happens to, well, this is why we need more gun, gun laws or less gun law. I mean, it was interesting that all the different responses.
0: Oh yeah. And, uh, what struck me is this all of a sudden uh, the idea that you have a a moment in your life and you go there there can't be God because God wouldn't let this happen. And maybe Yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say I think that happens to I think that happens to people who believe that God is is sort of me centric to them, right? Like that God is this entity that that does divinely control their life. And so when this happened to them in Colorado, it sort of happened to her, it feels like, right? Like she just can't understand this. And I think that that might be some of the problem in the zealousness of Christianity and any religion for that matter, that when people only see it in terms of how it relates to them, I think that's when the narrow focus comes in and you don't get the perspective of what religion can do can do for peoples in general does that make sense oh
0: yeah well i mean obviously i'm jewish and so Uh my take is probably a bit different and i've read this book a number of times when bad things happen to good people it's a kind of a small book definitely if you um just are dealing with tragedies in general and i don't necessarily think even though there's a I will say there's a Jewish religious bent to the book, but the answers that he gives in the book of why are pretty um, non, non, I don't want to say relig- religious. Well,
1: they're not specific, specific. to religion, that's for yeah, sure. They're not right. Yeah, not specific
0: to religion. But I mean, the, the, in chapter three, he answers the question is, we don't know why. We don't know why.
1: It's just sort of a shit happens kind of thing, it, it right? Is. Isn't that the it, whole thing? Yeah, like, I mean, eh,
0: you know, the, happens. like the Holocaust, you know, six million people get killed by a crazy guy. And why would God let this happen? Right. You know, and right. uh, 9-11 happens. And why would God let this happen? And, yeah. Uh, just, Babies
1: get cancer and people die every day and they've done nothing wrong and they're innocent individuals. The, yes.
0: The innocent are definitely a target for... Stuff. Right. And, you know, and it's funny because one of the things I thought about with this is this whole idea of the book of Job, which I know you're not a religious uh, scholar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I ain't a scholar of any kind, so, but religious would be the last oh, on the list. Yes, you're a scholar. Yes.
0: You're very smart.
1: But I'm familiar with Job. He was tested a little bit, correct?
0: He, he was tested. <laughs> well, you know, but the funny thing is, is and it, it's in both the Jewish canon and the Christian canon or Bible, you know, extended works, so to speak. And there's this, the beginning of the story is God and Satan, and Satan plays like zero role in Judaism for the most part, but you see her in this this story, and the story, No one knows really when the story took place. It doesn't okay. have a timeline. It's just like it just sits out there, and so God and Satan are kind of hanging out at the old fishing pond, and it's like they and they have a bet, and Satan says, "Hey, I'll test your boy." Job, and see if I can, you know, bring him to the dark side. Uh I can make him fail. I can make him lose his faith. I can make him hate you if I do these things. Right. And uh, God says, you're on. (laughs) Bring it. (laughs) Bring it. Now, if Satan knows that God's all-powerful and could do any dirty trick he wants to, you know, circumvent this whole process, Uh why would he get into a bet like this? And is... You know, and then you kind of think, well, maybe Satan's kind of equal because he's able to sit there and have this conversation with God. Okay. You know, and then if, you know, but are they really at war if they're willing to have this conversation? Is it really a war for souls? Nah, they're just hanging out. So, you know, it brings up lots of these philosophical questions of good and evil and why bad things happen from the perspective of what's this relationship with good and evil. And, you know, and ultimately God just knows because... God's all knowing and powerful, right? That, you know, he could he could do all the bad stuff to Job that you want, but Job will still hang out.
1: Well, yeah, because God has the ultimate magic eight ball, right? He He's already determined what's going to happen.
0: But, you know, see, and maybe that's part of the deal is that, you know, the story really says that, yeah, God could, but he's not going to intervene in every bad thing that happens. Yes, he could have stopped job's kids from getting killed you know uh-huh. his family from dying he could have stopped the boils the the pestilence job's had like there was all these things that happened to him yeah right you know, right it's right. like this whole series of you know everything bad that could happen in he was
1: like ziggy of the bible he right was, like everything. yeah he was
0: totally ziggy of the bible and so uh then he gets rewarded for his ultimate faith in the end but i think even in job has that moment of of doubt and questioning why did this all happen to me i don't understand but right. but not but questioning it and losing faith are very, are different, very different are very different i agree yes you know, yes and um you know uh, there's lots of people who think you know uh, their their perception of religion and the uh, you know the idea of a, de- a deity is mm-hmm. you know it's you know makes no logical sense from a scientific standpoint you you know they, you they can't prove to me that god exists there's no after all this kind of stuff and people don't believe and that's okay you know uh but for the people who do i think it's a pretty big deal when they go through that process and if you analyze those types of things you know there there are positive aspects to faith just as there are uh, negative aspects as well. <laughs>
1: oh, of course. Yeah. And I think – and you and I have always been of the mindset that whatever you believe and want to believe, go for it, right? And Absolutely. that's fine. Yeah. Um, I think that – I think on a rational giant level, I know that I have questions and doubt and uncertainty, but I believe something even though I can't even quantify what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So – the interesting thing about it, and this is the narcissistic part of me, I guess, is that when bad things happen to me or around me and people that I love, I do tend to think that it's because I was bad and that's why it's happening. Not because God or the universe is out to get me per se, There, but But whatever it is, is going to punish me (laughs) for whatever I've done that's wrong. And that list is really long. So I guess lots of bad things could potentially happen. But
0: But, Now, here's a question. Now, people who are um, atheists, do they believe in karma? That'd be a
1: good question. We'd have to ask some of our atheist listeners. If you're an atheist and you listen to the podcast, do you believe in that? Yeah,
0: let us know. We want to hear more about that. Because
1: I don't. I don't call myself an atheist, but I don't call myself a specific believer of any one thing, right? So – but I do feel sometimes I will take on that personal aspect to it that the universe is sort of out to get me because I did this wrong or because I didn't carry on in this way or something. I don't know, which is probably more ridiculous than thinking God could have prevented this tragedy in Colorado. I, I don't know.
0: I mean, I guess if you take the idea that God created the stuff and said, "Okay, guys, it, you know, we built—I built the car. You get to drive it. If you totally wreck it, I'm taking it back. But as long as the car is drivable, it's yours."
1: I guess. You yeah. own it. He's you own you the it. Ultimate. Yeah. yeah. You own it. T- uh, test drive, right? We're right. all on this test drive together, and until we the- mess it up so badly that it can't be returned to the rental agency. We get to keep the keys. That's, that's it. So, I,
0: <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I always kind of think for, you know, there's, there, I don't know. I guess when you it depends if you're brought up with religion and you just kind of take it and that's your thing. Then like me, I just I was brought up with it. So it's my thing.
1: Well, you, it's a go-to, right? And it's mm-hmm. a fallback, and it's definitely something that when things that ha- that cannot be rationally explained happen, then you go to these other places that that can make exception for this should never happen in any civilized area of the world ever, right?
0: Oh well, yeah, but and, we know there's crazy people in the world, and that's yes, what we got here is crazy person.
1: <laughs> oh, most definitely, yes, I don't disagree, and that. I think what struck me – there's two things about this. This could be one of those moments of national harmony yes. where people can come together over this kind of thing, although that doesn't seem to happen very often anymore, and that's very sad. And secondly, just this morning on the news when they were recounting what happened, this was one of the worst shooting massacre tragedies in the history of the U.S. And I thought, what a sad statement about our country that this is like one of the top five. You know, Are you that's, serious? This is one yes. of the top five? no well I, they didn 't quantify it, but when really? they said one of the worst that meant that means there's so many and so many that are less horrible i mean i I just
0: actually if you think about it i don 't think that that really is all that bad in two hundred years with all of the civil war and everything that 's happened in this country uh, and if you look even in the back last fifty years to only have this uh, one a couple of i uh,
1: Oh, you're crazy! This is too. Huh? Anyone is one too many. Well, yeah. I know. I know what you're saying. But yeah, that but in the violent history of our country, the fact that we don't have more of this is what we should be questioning. But I think that as civilized human beings, the fact that there was even one of these is enough to turn your stomach. Yeah, but
0: I mean, there's a hundred million people living in the United States, or whatever the numbers are, and you know, and, and guns are everywhere, and it just doesn't happen. I mean, I don't. I'm not going. Thinking Thinking that I, I don't think I can go to the movies tomorrow because maybe someone is going to come in and shoot up the place with a gun.
1: No, I think most of us don't live with that fear at all, right? But, Which is a blessing that we're here. But you, but.
0: Ha- but everybody could have guns, and you could go to the grocery store and a person walk in with a gun, concealed oh, I'm sure weapon. do what a lot people do, yes. You know, exactly. and, and people are just not breaking them out and shooting up the place. <laughs> they just aren't.
1: Well, and there's so, there's so many debates that can be over this because. You know, if people were carrying weapons, would this have been stopped sooner? And all of that craziness. And I just think,
0: oh, I, that, that's a whole other topic. We're not going to get into. I, today, we're going to get into. It. In no.
1: fact, I'm so drained on this one. I don't know. We should probably move on because we have some bubblegummy topics. Yeah, that let's, talk
0: about. let's move to bubblegum. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, that that we just wanted to talk a little bit about it, and that was. And
1: that whatever yeah. your faith is, and whatever you need to think about to reconcile tragedy in your brain, obviously, it's what works for you that that we think mm-hmm. works for we would suggest anyone to go to. So yeah. And then bottom line, are you still gonna see this movie?
0: I want to. I saw the preview so yeah. it's awesome. It's, it's awesome it's like a three hour movie though. You gotta like you know, invest a whole day. It's, a whole day, right? it's a whole day, right. A whole day. You know. You gotta go you know, go to the spa before you go to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well let's move on to our next bubblegummy thing.
0: Uh-huh. And That's
1: Jud cool. Yeah. I want to ask you if you have any of these four signs that you need a break from technology.
0: Oh, I'm sure I already – I don't even need one sign. Everyone will tell me I do.
1: Are gadgets making your life easier or crazier?
0: (laughs) Hmm. You know, I I do think because I use them in a – you know, I really want to learn how to use them. So they do make my life generally easier. I like – And
1: you never feel like if I didn't have my cell phone, it would be so much nicer.
0: Well, you know, there was time when I didn't have a cell phone.
1: Right. We all didn't.
0: And I was kind of forced into it. I didn't want to have the cell phone. I had a beeper, as a matter of fact. And I would, like, I'll call you. You know, I if I had the beeper, I probably, if I didn't get into having a cell phone. Right. I probably, it would have been a bigger stretch. It would have been such a different thing to get into it later. But when I got into it that, you know, we still had, I had a an analog based cell phone when I sure. worked out at, at the Cape and um, you know with the tiny little LCD screen and
1: oh yeah it did, did nothing <laughs> yeah, was, uh,
0: little rings or whatever yeah yeah and uh, it, it didn't you know just called like three people and <laughs> now I have an address book of five zillion people I guess yes
1: Well it used to be a status symbol right oh you have a cell phone oh, oh. you know and that was Not that long ago, 15 years ago, maybe.
0: Yeah. Well, back out at the Cape, they were really pushing cell phones and giving discounts and stuff. And so I, uh, and then of course, you know, when you're, I was dating at the time and she said, I need to be able to get a horn of you. so (laughs) (laughs) That beeper nonsense is not going to work anymore. (laughs) That's funny.
1: That's funny. Okay. So the four signs, well, here's the first one. Yeah. You're a master multitasker. Oh, yeah. You can email a client, schedule a car repair from your re- landline, landline, who even uses that, uh-huh. and text your teenager simultaneously. Uh-huh. Well, apparently multitasking is supposedly a myth. Now, do you think this is true or not? A myth? Yes.
0: Uh, I think that it is not a myth. I think that there uh, there is uh, the potential to have too much multitasking. I think-, I think
1: you're right. I think we get a little distracted that way. So when we multitask too
0: often. Like you can listen to music and work at the same time. I know people don't think that's multitasking, but I I think it depends on what's background noise and what is actually two things that you're engaged in at the same time. But I end up having to multitask at work or, you know, I'll be on a phone call and I'm trying to do uh, sign-off paperwork or work on uh, a book that I'm doing. And, you know, you do have – an element of multitasking requirements. Well, we
1: all do because we have to compartmentalize in our brain, but apparently studies show that people complete tasks far more quickly when they tackle them one at a time. So for the sake of efficiency, stay focused and turn off competing ringers and alerts. Now, I know it here and the email is always on, right? And so you could be working on a document or whatever and you see that email thing pop up in the bottom corner and of course you glance down at it and it, it does take away your focus from whatever you're working on and I'm wondering if I turned it off, would I be more efficient? I don't oh, know.
0: Oh, you know what? And I'm looking forward to this because in – well, that that's the thing. <laughs> is that, you, you know, if, if you just had quiet time where you could have your alerts just not running, like, during certain working hours. Like, right. I, my working hours are going to be from, like, for me, like, 6 to 2.30, and I turn off all the alerts on my phone other than, you know, uh, in, text messages that okay. I need. Because that means somebody really wants to get a hold of me. But, you know, Facebook status updates and Twitter alerts and uh games and all that kind of stuff (laughs) you don't need to have status updates of that while i'm working because those are i think are are the distractions that get in the way And we're
1: so pavlovian i don't know about you but even like when you and i and i hear your phone beep with the same kind of sound that mine makes i instantly like oh what did he get what did he get it's so we're just so conditioned to hear those dings and beeps and then we respond
0: right i'm glad i don't have the stock um iPhone uh, ringtone
1: ring yes Be-
0: because if I did I every time I heard it I would have the Pavlovian <laughs> response and they use it all the time like in movies and everywhere and and right. and, and at least that way I know um, that isn't my phone <laughs> I don't even have to well think. and
1: I even have it for phones I don't have anymore Blackberry has a distinctive sound to it and a distinctive sound when the email comes in yeah. and when the phone comes things. And I, I still have for that when I hear when I'm out it's like if you're shopping and you hear somebody else's phone go off, oh, it's almost annoying. I wish you could unlearn some of those things and un- unmemorize them at least. Well,
0: BlackBerry's going to be out of business in 2 years anyway. So
1: they're irrelevant anymore anyway, but it's that noise I that know. You still
0: remember, right? It's like Nokia. <laughs> yeah, Poor
1: Nokia. Anyway, okay, number 2 on four signs you need a tech break. Your and this one is really applicable to me right now. Your patience perpetually runs low. You can book an international flight in 20 seconds. So why is that person taking forever to cross the street? The speed of technology has made us more demanding off screen. Be grateful that real life moves at a slower pace. In most cases, an extra minute or two won't make or break you. But man, I suffer from this
0: horribly. See, that's where I end up multitasking. That is exactly the reason why it happens. Because while
1: you're waiting for that person across the street, you could be texting somebody. I, right? <laughs> I,
0: I could knock out three boards on Words with Friends. <laughs> I, I can like twenty five status updates. I know. I, you know. I, I just okay. You want to be. You want to take your slow ass time. Boop, 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 boop.
1: <laughs> I know. But you know who pays for this though, and this is not flattering or good as my kids, uh-huh. because I. I'm always on them. Go, move, quick, fast. Go quicker, faster, mover. And 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 it's horrible. I have the speed of life that I feel needs to be maintained. And I do think some of these gadgets have conditioned me to want things faster. Really? And I know it's not healthy, and I know it's not good, and it's not realistic. But I do, I do want it. Well, hell, when the damn thing won't load fast enough, or when my update Facebook, for instance, I think Facebook app for iPad is not great. I don't know why, but whenever I have an issue with oh. Facebook, it's because of that.
0: Oh, I, so can t- I can tell you a story update, about that in a minute. But, okay.
1: okay. When I, it won't update or whatever, I get so frustrated, and I just want to just throw the darn thing. Stupid. <laughs> so cool. Tell me about the Facebook app.
0: So anyways, Facebook app is actually not a native, per se, app on your device. It's right. actually a web-based app that you that it was kind of not uh, made fully – um, designed for the iPhone or, or iPad. And that's com- why
1: it doesn't function as well as other right. apps do for social networking.
0: And so they're getting ready to release the latest excuse me incarnation that's wholly designed for the phone.
1: Oh, that would be nice. That would be very nice because that's the one app that I think consistently – glitches and messes up and doesn't work as fast as I'd like it to it, and all when,
0: of that. Yeah. When you connect in, it doesn't reload and there's some data con- connectivity issues. And it, it also probably has to draw and rent uh, re-render all of that stuff. And if it was built into the, the structure of the, the screen, right. it, it wouldn't have to do a lot of that stuff. So I, huh? I that's what I've been told anyways, is that it's all mostly um, web-based and it just it just kind of functions as an app. It may have some very uh, app-specific features, but for the most part, it's all web-based. That's what I've heard.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's hope they fix that because my patience is running low with it.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is a bad thing. So. Okay. What's next on the list? All right. Analyst? Number three, sign that you need a tech break. This one applies heavily to me as well. You feel naked without your phone. On the surface, a smartphone seems like the perfect boredom buster. Playing with tech toys spurs the output of dopamine, a feel-good brain chemical. So over time, though, this can create a sense of dependency on your device. So give your brain a breather and allow yourself to enjoy your idle moments. I don't go anywhere without my phone. I don't go anywhere. I take it into the bathroom when I'm showering. That's ridiculous.
0: Oh, I have to tell you, since you take it in when you're showering, they have a – case that i saw yesterday and
1: <laughs> no, this is not helping me. this, this case is
0: it's a hundred percent waterproof you can drop the sucker in the pool and, and it has a connector on the case that screws into the top so you can actually get waterproof headsets and run this thing and take photos underwater and it is a hundred percent waterproof and comes oh, with no. a guarantee and i'm like thinking oh yeah oh. <laughs>
1: Wrong, right, we shouldn't want to be underwater with our cell phones, I know. but I do. I do, and I don't take it in the shower. I, I will put it on the counter in the bathroom while I'm in the shower, and that's ridiculous. What is going to happen in that, you know, eight and a half minutes? That is going to be earth shattering. That I'm even going to be able to respond to? It's it doesn't make any rational sense, it but doesn't. I do it every day.
0: No, I, I hear you. I hear you.
1: I do it every day. It's the first well because my phone is my alarm clock. It's the oh. first thing I look at every morning, and I you know I know that's not good. So, and like to go to the gym even, and you think okay, just leave it in my locker for an hour <clears> or <throat> I have it with me all the time. Oh, but because well, I, I use my apps on it. At the well, gym. So yeah, so I
0: mean, there's great. a lot of good gym apps. So, I,
1: okay, and this one just happened to me last week. The fourth sign that you need a tech break out of the four signs. So far, I'm more than 180 percent problematic with this. I need a 12-step program. You check your inbox and burn the chicken. Well, how did that happen? You sat down to read an email from your daughter's ballet teacher and then you look up. Then you start Googling something about it or whatever. And so before you know it, you're watching a YouTube thing and 25 minutes has gone by and whatever you were cooking is now burnt or whatever you were doing or the sprinkler was on and you left it on for 25 minutes because all you do is just go into this rabbit hole of internet. And it just sucks you in. I did this the other day. I was boiling hard-boiled eggs. First of all, you know how long that takes. Mm. And I was futzing at the computer. And by the time I smelt the smoke from the pan burning because all the water had boiled out. Wow. And the eggs are now starting to char the bottom of the thing. It could have set the whole gosh dang house on fire because I'm playing on the goddamn computer. And maybe I was doing some work or email or whatever, maybe. But for the most part, probably not knowing me. And I burnt a whole thing of hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> That's horrible.
0: But were they okay? Did you try to eat them anyways?
1: No, they were all black and screwed up. It was a mess. Oh, my god, terrible. Gosh. There was black smoke filling. So I'm just – I get so sucked into it. I don't know because you click one thing and then it leads to 45 other things that you want to click.
0: Wow, you know they—they they need to have a you know a, a little timer pop-up thing that says you know you've you've been active on your phone for you know ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Do you want to take That's a break?
1: That's what the thing is recommending. You know, set a timer, blah, blah, blah. and then it's yeah. like oh, oh god, I know I should do that, and that makes total rational sense, but I never do.
0: Yeah, you know, at work we have that on our computers that you, it's time for a mouse break.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, it's an
0: ergonomic uh, deal that tells you that take a break. Go take you a have mouse. to get up
1: and walk around or whatever? Yeah,
0: just you know, stop messing with your computer. I get that a lot. Oh,
1: interesting. Interesting. Yeah, stop, stop, I like that idea. Stop
0: clicking the mouse. And yeah, I think that you can even download these for free. They must huh. plugins for your machine.
1: The mouse breaker. Hmm, I like take that idea.
0: Yeah, at work they, they do that.
1: So I can safely say that both you and I need a break from technology. But the thought of taking a break from technology and like not having access to my devices makes me a little bit panicked.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, terrible. <laughs> I it, need to change everything about myself.
0: But, you know, I think the part of it is because the devices have become so social-driven. And we yes. love like people. And when you don't respond to people quickly, then you feel like you've you've let them down. They they just send me they sent me a message. They sent me a message. I got
1: to reply. It does. Yeah.
0: You know, so you kind of... <laughs> Well, want don't want don't to let people down.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, all right. So along these lines, and, and I think we both agree that we could give you some self-improvement on this. I always – I have this question for you and, and you can answer it as honestly as you want or don't want on the forum that is the podcast. <laughs> but every Sunday – I actually I – actually a person that likes Mondays. I don't dislike Monday. I don't generally wake up with a feeling of dread or anything and in mm-hmm. fact – I actually inflate the emotional value of Mondays and make it a big deal, like it's a fresh start and something new. And so oftentimes on Sunday afternoons and evenings I'll make my lists and this and that and and I'm constantly thinking of this term and maybe this is the wrong term, but I, I deem it, you know, tomorrow's my chance to reinvent myself and, and to be a better blank. Hmm. Now do this just-
0: once a week. Is it specific?
1: Yeah, I do it like clockwork every <laughs>
0: week. You know, I maybe I need to – that's something I need to change about my Mondays because I don't look at Mondays that way. I look at it like – I look at like some people look at that whole week schedule. Like Monday, you come into work and get nothing accomplished, and Friday, it's the same thing. You get nothing accomplished, So, and then Thursday and Tuesdays are – uh, you know, just you get maybe half a day worth of work accomplished and Wednesday is like full-on uh, full, full throttle work full day. Have you heard this well, that, whole thing? There,
1: yeah, there's those theories like don't buy a car that's made on a Monday or Friday. You got to buy a car that's made on a Wednesday yeah. or whatever because people are at their optimum,
0: right? Yeah,
1: and, and I think that I'm one of these people that says that I want to be at my optimum, you know, seven days a week mm-hmm. and that I always want to be the best human being that I can. And every day I struggle. I mean, we all do. We all, we're all we just humans, right? But I want to be better. And I just always think that this is the Monday that I'm going to, you know, get to the gym and to work and do this and do that and get it all done and do it better than everything else. And, and I don't – am I just setting myself up? up for emotional failure every week because obviously I don't change. I don't change enough that the next Monday comes around that I go, Oh, I already got this in the bag. I have this whole moment of self-reflection and contemplation and how do I reboot and become Teresa 2.0 and et cetera, et cetera. And it just, it just doesn't ever seem to stick. And what is that all about?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, but at least you're approaching each Monday with a much better thing. I mean, I watch on Facebook and I'm as, uh, guilty as anybody of saying, you know, oh, Monday, Monday, but right. sometimes, you know, you, you know, you go into Monday, if you've worked hard during your weekend, going to back to work is sometimes a, a break. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, if you've done a lot of home improvement or whatever, yes. sometimes it's like, oh, thank goodness I get to go to the office today. Well, I think for me it's kind of culminated because I've recently started a new job. And so I don't have a routine yet at this job, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, everyone gets a routine. So it's still a little bit new. And so every week I'm trying to refine what I'm doing and the time that I'm spending and making it the most valuable and the most productive. And then coordinating the extra time that I'm spending doing work and, and and weaving that in with my life at home and my relationships with my family and all of that. And I just always feel like that if I could be a better me, then these things would be easier and that I would be able to get it all done in a day. But if you really rationally look at the real reality of sometimes there's just too much to do. You just can't get it all done in a day. But I don't know why I can't accept that.
0: Yeah. It's, it, I. <sighs> I think you will accept, you will eventually get there. Once things get easier, you'll look back and you'll say, wow, you know, I really made it through some really tough stuff and I worked hard and. But
1: here, and I guess ultimately maybe my question is, are people able to change? Because this is the thing that I'm thinking maybe not, and that I always set myself up to strive for change. And I don't think that it's wrong to, to try to do that. But if I don't ever really make significant long-lasting change, maybe I'm just as incapable as anybody else. And I should give it up and just relax. Well,
0: <laughs> no. I, but what do they say? It takes, t- it takes what, two or three weeks to get into a to- – t-
1: Okay. We had the standard thing. It's yeah. 21 days for a habit to form. Right. Well, I just read the other day on Hacker uh-huh. that that's not true. Oh, it's not true. And that it's mm-hmm. – you know, it, 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 it's all about choice. And you have to choose to want whatever that new habit you need to, to instill or break. You need to make that choice. And time helps but doesn't make it 100% because a lot of people quit smoking for more than 21 days but then they revert back. And it's because they just never made the choice to really stay a non-smoker. Mm-hmm. You know, We've all lost weight on diets and we've never really made the choice to stay at that weight. We allow ourselves to go back to what's comfortable or what's easy or what's whatever. So – Maybe we we are capable of change, but sustaining change is not something that's able to be done without a super commitment emotionally, mentally, et cetera.
0: You're, yeah, well, that, that, that's the key. Is it's the key, right? And I could. just keep
1: thinking – there's, and I read every book about how to be organized and every book about how to be whatever, and, and I know – Realistically, what what you're supposed to do to be on your game, right? Like, you know, you should eat right. You should work out. You should handle your stress. You should do this. And that way you are more productive and more efficient and more happy and more whatever. And it's just hard to get it all done. And every Sunday I sit there and think, okay, tomorrow is going to be different. It's going to be a better thing.
0: You you know, when I have time to do certain organs, even at work, you know, and I think, oh, I got all this time to get stuff done. And then you kind of feel like you wasted that time and didn't get it done. Right. And and that I think is what blows me away is, is the internal motivation that you just go, you know, you seem to, at least for me, you put it off long enough until you can't put it off long anymore. and
1: Right. Yes, um, exactly. And then you're stuck and you have to get it done. And to, then you are to the gun under, and then. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And, you're not, and, and I'm a person who, oh, I thrive better under deadlines than, you know, and, Yourself up as,
0: Well, uh, you oh, know, what's wow. funny is I'll start a project and I'll get a lot of work done on the project and then I'll set it aside because I got something else came up. And what I like that's cool occasionally is that I get back to the project and maybe it's two weeks later and I go, wow, I really had put a lot of headway here. Have you ever done that? Can come back to something that you probably
1: had- not because I've never come <laughs> back and I've never, you know, organized a project well enough to be able to step away from it and then- come back and actually have had something done. Well, no, I take it back. I'm, I, I am good at that and I am good now at segmenting work into sections and doing one section because you have to do that before you can do the next section or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I can do that. I don't like to do that, I think. I think internally and subconsciously I like to be pressurized and know that I can have a week to get something done, but I, I wait to that last flipping night to so, get it really done.
0: So when you were in high school –
1: <laughs> right.
0: the essay was due on um friday and thursday yeah. night i was right you thursday right. at 10 o'clock it, it, but yeah page one.
1: <laughs> yes. and i had typewriters back then <laughs> yeah exactly with my ibm selectric <laughs> oh i had dinner with some college kids the other day and i asked them if they had ever used a typewriter and one of them hadn't ever used a typewriter it just made me giggle it's like yeah why would they, right? It's just, it's one of those things Did where they, they see would what... type, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. About They knew te- what they were. Yeah. They've seen it in movies. Talking about technology, that's a funny thing is the fact that we didn't grow up with all these gizmos and gadgets like this. True. But we love them. Oh, we love them. We but, love them. But all these other people, they, you know, they're, that, that's, you know, they grew up with an iPad, iPod in their hand, yeah. iPhone. They
1: not like, any different.
0: You know, it's like, it's like the pictures that go around, like the pencil and the uh, cassette tape. If you know the relationship with these two things, sure. Of course (laughs) I do, right?
1: Uh, Of course we do. (laughs) That's how you wind the tape back. Uh, How many tapes are
0: sucked out? Uh, You know, Apple has the new podcast app. Okay. And uh, if you download it, if you are not using iTunes, you can automatically, it'll download and sync all your podcasts for you. Okay. And when you go to a specific screen in the application, it looks like a reel-to-reel tape. So it's like... Huh?
1: That's funny. That's very clever. Right.
0: So I'm waiting for one day for the tape to go...
1: (laughs) 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 They should have a built-in little thing like that. That's clever. It blows
0: up, you know, blow up the tape in there. It would be funny. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So anyways, wow. Well, Well... I think we really killed it today. We had a lot of really we, – we brought in Sunday school.
1: <laughs> That's true. Our new theology section every Sunday on yeah, TJ Talks. I know. <laughs> and then we talked about technology and how we're addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And, all the wrong reasons.
0: Uh, all the wrong reasons. And we talked and about then-
1: Change. Yeah, I know. Hope and change, baby. Every Sunday, I hope for change.
0: (laughs) Do you want to keep the change?
1: (laughs) I'd love to keep the change. Uh Can I get some change? Um, And and just to add one last thing to that is that when Monday Mm -hmm. is the first of the month, That's like a mega day for me because I always think it's the first of a month. It's a Monday and it only happens maybe once a year that that falls that way. But that's always like a special coup de grace like this is it. This is the day I'm really going to change everything. And then Tuesday comes on the second and it's not changed. So it's (laughs)
0: Oh well, okay. Well, we're at the end of the show, but there's a couple shout-out types things I'd like to do. Oh yes, yeah, uh, well, one is uh, we're doing this photo a day, July photo a day thing on uh, Instagram, and some of those get posted to Twitter. Uh, I'm having
1: a huge love affair with Instagram. If you, yeah. if our listeners are on it, get on it. It's really fun.
0: Yep, Sailor J and
1: and Thes1050. T h e s 1050 on
0: Instagram. Give us a follow. Today, are we have to do upside down? Is the photo a day for July? The theme for photo that, a day yeah. in July. Like, I
1: have a good idea. I got to figure out how to do it.
0: Mm, I'll have to figure this one out. Upside down. Yesterday was nine o'clock. I actually drew a clock and m- manipulated it and put yeah. it up on there. So All right. Yeah. So that's um, one of the things we're doing. Uh, do you want to promote your uh, brand <laughs> or no?
1: Yes. If anybody wants to drink, read. Virgil's Root Beer and Cream Sodas. Please pick some up at your local stop and shop. Uh, I believe Publix will be happening soon. If you're here in Southern California, Ralph's, Albertsons, Trader Joe's, Fresh and Easy, Whole Foods, Sprouts. What am I forgetting? Uh, Vons. So, yes, go pick it up. This is where I'm at. This is what um, is going to change my life, people. Keep right. drinking soda.
0: <laughs> so if you buy if uh, – you
1: buy, Bloomberg.
0: <laughs> Reed's Virgil – Is it right?
1: It's Reed's Ginger Brews and Virgil's Sodas. So everything's hamstered.
0: If you buy those, you're helping out Teresa. Please.
1: (laughs) Yes. Lord knows I need all the help I can get.
0: (laughs) All right. And um, I guess that's about it. So you guys have a great week, and we're going to keep at this podcasting. Sorry we missed uh, one week, but we're back on it. All right. Be back. Okay. We'll chat with you later.
1: Talk to you later. Going off to college is where he's going to find room and time to masturbate.